Hey guys and welcome back to Learning To Be Lost. Today we're talking about mental health, more specifically some of the mental hygiene habits that Charlotte and I have realised if we don't prioritise they can really negatively impact our mental health. We really hope all you guys listening are practising all of these things in your day to day life but if you're not maybe it's some food for thought for the future as well. So if you do enjoy today's episode, if you could just give us a rating or a follow on whatever platform you listen to us on, that would really help. And thank you once again for choosing to spend an hour of your time with us. Let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, and welcome back to season one, episode two of Learning to Be Lost, the podcast. Um, Thought I'd start off with some good news. Uh, did you know that only 20% of podcasts make it past three episodes? No, I did not. So that means, you know, if we publish this and then... Another one. Another and one. And another one. Yeah, once we get to four. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm taking this as like we're 50% of the way there. True. And then, you know, of all of those podcasts, we're, we're in... in the top 20 percent yeah but is like the top 20 percent in podcasts like the top one percent in only fans what sort of comparison is that but you know how like everyone and their mum who does only fans claims to be in the top one percent and it's like well yeah if if half the people on only fans are like 89 percent of only fans are doing other shit that isn't related to like basically selling like sex and then the other 10% are, then of course you're going to be the 1%. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it's a bit of a vague comparison, but I mean, maybe. <laughs> I'm saying though, like, don't get me wrong. If we get to four episodes, which I'm fairly confident we will, um, once we're in that 20%, I'm not saying we are like the top percentage of that. We are probably incredibly low of that 20%. But... You know, it's like consistency. You just keep. Yeah. You keep going. It's like Alex Hormozy started his podcast six years ago. Second episode, and I'm already talking about him again. I was just about to say, his cock is so far down our throats. (laughs) It's incredible. (laughs) Honestly. Thing is, like, you are the one pushing him on me. And now I just, I speak about him every day. And it's not because I'm even that obsessed. I just... He just speaks facts. He just knows how to get into your head and like just stay there. Yeah, but it is. But yeah, he started his podcast six years ago, and only now that he's like running acquisition has it really blown up, and he's in the top top twenty percent. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, um, Aaron, the anxious investor. Yeah. Well, he got his mental health podcast to the top two percent of of all podcasts that's crazy Um, yeah i mean that that is crazy um uh, yeah we've we've kind of had a quick conversation about that as well which has been great um and it's a great podcast too you should definitely go and check it out absolutely it's called find your voice um yeah brilliant podcast recommend yeah recommend go back and listen to some later episodes i know he's not focusing on the podcast now uh so much because he's focusing on his youtube content um, but once again, follow follow along on his YouTube content. I mean, we're just plugging people now. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I had a quick conversation about him and, and his kind of advice was, yeah, you just need to keep plugging away at it because, you know, nothing happens overnight. I think, you know, we will. 
yeah, that was a bit of a uh, positive news to begin with. Once we get to four, we can really celebrate. But you know, yeah, keep keep us on the right track. Yeah, I guess I'll I'll start off. Um, just a, a quick bit about a quick bit, a quick bit about my week. Um, yeah, it's been it's been good. I've I'll be honest. The f- from the first episode to now, I have been quite ill. Um, yeah, you have. It's not been great. I think that's just because I've been always doing something, you know. So for the latter part of this week and over the weekend, I was seeing my best mate in Edinburgh, uh, which was great. You know, good to see good to see Chris and kind of some of the boys from Sterling Uni again. Um, but that really took it out of me. I was already feeling run down, and then that yeah. whole weekend was going just out drinking with the boys. Funnily enough, does not help. It doesn't. It no. doesn't at all. A strict diet of pizza and chicken and chips really doesn't yeah. bode well for for someone gut who's hell. already feeling run down. Yeah. Nothing about my guts was wrong. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, if you're poorly, most of it stems from your gut health, doesn't it? Uh, I mean, that is something we will cover later on in this episode because I have actually got this written down in my... Uh, in your notes. In my notes. Can I just let you know that I have not written or prepared any notes? I thought that might be the case. That's why I did. Yeah. I like that you do the homework for the both of us because I frankly do not have the time or patience. Yeah. No offence. Does that mean I'm the pretty one and the brainy one? No. (laughs) Everyone knows who's who in the relationship. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see. Um, I'm the brainy one. Just to... Oh, Clarify. so I'm the pretty one. Yeah. My God, what a load of fucking drivel. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I, I'd understand if people have turned off already. But yeah, um, went, went to Edinburgh. It was great. Really enjoyed that. But it, I have been feeling run down because of it. Um, but yeah, I also got some good news this evening. About 15 minutes ago, um, my brother gave me a message that, well, a call actually, that we may potentially have a property deal on the on the cards which would be great and before everyone starts jumping down my throat about landlordism and how I'm a piece of shit um, the goal of the property business is that we don't hinder anyone else getting onto the property ladder we're not you know renting these properties out we're looking for win-win situations and this would certainly be one of them. It would be helping out um, someone in the local community, which would be brilliant. But yeah, I just don't want anyone painting me with that brush that I'm, you know, stopping people getting on the property ladder. That's the opposite of what our business is trying to do. But that was great news for me uh, this evening. And I know you've kind of had a, a bit of a up and down week. Do you want to tell us about that? Yeah, I guess um, a little bit of good news. I finally got the documentation back to confirm that my business is well and truly set up and you can find it on Company's House, which is great. It means that people know that I'm real and I exist. So happy days. Um, And then, yeah, I guess the past week, like following on from our last episode, Obviously, I kind of um, have been in a bit of an interim period between my previous job and starting the business and finding a part-time job and trying to kind of manage the emotions that come with that. 
and it has been a little bit difficult and I think that's why this week we've decided to cover like mental health a little bit um why has it been difficult um I think it's just when life like throws like curveballs at you when you're not expecting them even if it's in a positive way is that losing the job yeah yeah even if it is in a positive way or it has like a positive like effect it um it can like mess with your head a little bit I think it it certainly knocked my confidence it was very weird going from you know seeing friends in the office when friends friend singular um (laughs) (laughs) um in the office to then like being at home you know having to like get my shit together basically um yeah it it's been interesting and I've just been trying to understand like how I feel about it and I think I'm okay I'm just yeah a bit confused I mean you sorted the part-time job though that came yeah 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 I mean I sorted the part-time job like I knew I'd be fine in that regard um I guess it's more just like the emotions behind it like one day I'm fine and then the next day I'm like have I I guess it's just imposter syndrome a little bit as well I'm like am I ready is it too soon are people going to respect me are people going to respect me as a woman in business like all of those kind of questions are like questions that go on in my mind every single day I mean I'm definitely um still really excited um and that hasn't changed one bit I think it's you know that kind of saying that as time goes on imposter syndrome only like gets worse and worse doesn't it does it yeah have you not heard that because as you you know open more doors to more opportunities you enter rooms with people that you never would have had conversations with before and like you're always just feeling like the dumbest person in the room and if you're not then you're probably in the wrong room or you're just incredibly incredibly gifted or maybe not gifted or just self-assured or Uh, yeah narcissistic yeah i don't know i don't know perceive that as you will yeah i mean imposter syndrome kind of hits everyone i guess but yeah that's how you're feeling i'm still incredibly self-assured of this venture yeah yeah it's not really just to do with the business I think it's like the whole thing all together yeah and there's been other things Th- yeah there's been other things going on in the background that have also kind of affected my headspace a little bit yeah so bad news comes in threes doesn't it it does or in this case it's just a shit storm for it's just been a bit of a shit storm but it's autumn we're turning over a new leaf but I mean I guess that's kind of a good segue into our kind of topic that we wanted to discuss um for this first podcast because it's something that it's it's very it's a very broad topic we want to talk about mental health but not in the sense of you know this is what you should do this is what you shouldn't do you know just maybe some things that we've been discussing Mm -hmm. um that we think are important and also areas that we can look to improve in. Do you, do you want me to like kick off with, with my notes? Because this is actually <laughs> something we did discuss. I can see your laptop from here and there are a hefty amount of notes. 
I'm seeing paragraphs. I'm seeing subsections. I'm seeing graphs. I do have graphs. Okay. And this is interesting. Yeah. Um, but th- this was actually something we discussed last week. And this is what made me think about this as a topic. We were talking about how mental health is not just... You can't just work on it in isolation. No. It needs to be a combination of things. And that got me thinking, like, what do I personally feel is tied to my mental well-being and my mental hygiene, really? Okay. Um, And so these were the things I put down. One, nutrition. Yeah. Two, mindfulness. Three, exercise. Four, sleep. Five, community. And six, social media. They're my six areas that I feel are play oh really a a big role in my when you say community what do you mean elaborate i think a sense of community significantly improves your mental health and i certainly feel that at this moment i have a community of friends but i'm also someone that is so determined that I sometimes isolate myself from my community Mm. and I do find that you know I'm so bad with replying to text messages or you know meeting up with people and I'm always doing stuff I'm always working and I know that these things are super important which is why I'm so happy that this week I made the effort to go and see Chris in Edinburgh um but also, it's it's quite funny. That was good for my mental health, but my physical health has suffered because of it. Yeah, it, it's just a constant constant battle. But I certainly feel that community is an incredible. So, do you mean like friendships and family? Friendships, family. It can be actual communities. I don't know, like if you're part of a religious group okay i'm with you because when i first read community i was thinking oh you wouldn't put your friends and family on that list but to me that would be like high up on the priority list oh sorry yeah friends and family are are your communities but you can also have other communities outside of that sports clubs you know yeah etc and we don't have to go through any, any of this really these were just things that i was thinking about but there's there's kind of a some bits we can like unpack in there i think from both of our perspectives because i mean if if we're just going to run with community we've struggled with community recently do you think yeah definitely i think especially like for me like speaking from my perspective i find it really hard um like with friends like friendships with other females especially um yeah I guess I just find it especially hard friendship like having friendships with other females because I have been struggling with maintaining friendships and I think quite similar to you I do isolate myself and I think I kind of look back to my younger years I mean I'm only 20 (laughs) but I mean like school like high school sick form that sort of time of my life and I was surrounded by people I was constantly doing things I was constantly with people 
I was rarely alone and now I feel like I'm always alone and to be honest like I am at peace with that because I am so so different to the person that I was that now when I'm out all the time or with like a group of people all the time like my social battery is just dead like it it really really drains me and that's not because I don't value time with like close friends and family and that kind of thing I just I need my space and like I need my space so much um but I think going back to like the connections and stuff that I have with people do you think you have enough community in I, your life? yeah I think that's kind of what I was going to go on to I struggle to have meaningful conversations with people in my life and I think many people will probably understand where I'm coming from I think especially the age that I'm at a lot of my friends went to university I didn't it's a very different life yeah it's it's very different you can't compare the two you know I'm what I'm doing in my life or like the way that we're both living like we live together we're doing other things to what a lot of my older friends would have been doing and that's not to say that I'm any better or any worse than anyone by any means but it's just different and I think finding people that have values that align with yours to create those meaningful relationships with is extremely hard and it's something that I've been working on I've I've joined Facebook groups I've been speaking to people online and it's been nice but it's just you know when you feel like you can't force it you can't force a friendship but at the same time you need to put yourself out there and it's like well how do you find that balance how do you create a community that perfectly well not perfectly but how do you create a community that aligns with your values and you can have meaningful relationships with if you don't put yourself out there but you know I don't know I feel like I'm rambling on but no I I think the years kind of 18 through to maybe even your mid-20s are difficult years I think because like you said when when you're younger you are like you said constantly surrounded by people but what you realize is that a lot of the people that you call friends are only friends because you see them five days a week at school yeah and actually when you're no longer forced to be around them those friendships fizzle and you know I think from school I have friends you know but of those friends I don't see many of them enough and some you know like like with Chris we've been friends since we I think like four or five years old he moved to Edinburgh about 10 months ago and it's taken me 10 months to go and see him like that's not on yeah but you were training for an Ironman yeah but at the same time that's I think that was let me letting that friendship fizzle I'm not saying that we're not friends you know or anything like that but my point is that it's very easy once you're no longer in a situation where you have to see that person for five days a week that actually balancing friendships once you're no longer in that situation becomes a lot more difficult and actually you need to realize that yeah and I think as we all get older people 
have different priorities different work schedules they live in different locations like you're not all like in the same village anymore or whatever Mm. and yeah it's it's definitely a challenge is community something you want to work on do you think it would help your mental health yeah definitely so you're looking for a community (laughs) i'm looking for a community i'm single and available (laughs) yeah um she's not but (laughs) good to know that's what's going on in the back of her head uh (laughs) it was a joke (laughs) no i'm joking but i mean if, if that's the case like you can try and start your own uh, maybe it's not at that point yet because we've got so much going on it's it's that kind of uh, like tale as old as time there's not enough hours in the day but I mean mm. it could be something that you look to do in the future yeah definitely um and I think it is something that I'm working on like I have recently made some like great new friends like at my old workplace and like I think there's like potential for like friendships that are gonna last like if I put in the effort and I'm like very pleased for that but I do think it is very hard to find people that you do connect with yeah I'd say you made one or two friends from your last job yeah which is good yeah um but I do I, I do agree you know community is something that I need to work on as well um but I just struggle. I struggle so much because I'm so wrapped up in my own little cocoon of what I want to achieve that, you know, I seem to be an all or nothing person, which is quite, it it doesn't bode well for friendships because it's like, I'm either there at your house all weekend because I've allocated a weekend of time to see you or I'm not there at all you know it's hard it's hard for me to find that middle ground Uh, it's something I'm trying to work on and I will come back to it at this moment in time though I'm so caught up in in what I want to achieve that you know I am having to put things on hold um that was interesting though I think it's maybe something we both need to work on then how how do you find it affects your mental health when you don't have it yeah it definitely is a contributing factor like to my mental health not being at its best and I think it does affect me quite regularly community or your mental health in general both like community is a factor that kind of adds to my mental health not being like the strongest that it could yeah there's there's another point I wanted to touch on that I I mean the two that stand out for me the most in that list of six that I put together was nutrition and sleep. Yeah. I think they are overlooked in terms of mental hygiene. And 100%. I'm not sure if everyone knows what mental hygiene is. Your mental health is, well, this is my uh, interpretation of it. Um, mental health is kind of how you're, feeling mentally at at any given point you know it can be good one day bad the next mental hygiene are your habits around creating your mental health so you can have positive mental hygiene and negative mental hygiene kind of factors so you know if you know that hanging around with you know your mate that always calls you a piece of shit is bad for your mental hygiene 
you know but you continue to do it that's like a negative factor it's like your yeah it kind of ties into the things you do that affect your mental health and so i think nutrition and sleep are big parts of my mental health and my hygiene habits that i overlooked for a number of years yeah i would strongly agree i mean i i was doing some research around kind of both of these areas um i guess i'll i'll start with sleep because start with your graph go on start with the graph (laughs) why not so with sleep this is kind of a it's a circular diagram okay and it starts with feelings of worry or stress lead to a lack of sleep that lack of sleep leads to you being tired the next day, agitated. That provides difficulty coping with your everyday life. That leads to low self-esteem in your ability to combat everyday struggles. It's like if you're constantly being, you're constantly kicking yourself and calling yourself useless because you can't find the energy to get up and clean your room and that cycle then continues and then that brings you to the top again where you have feelings of worry or stress that affect your sleep your tiredness blah 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 but also that's kind of the surface level of sleep that is tiredness and how that can affect your mood i think but also your sleeping habits especially your REM cycle can really affect your mental health because your REM cycle is when your body is processing thoughts and and feelings and it is incredibly important and I would say for hmm, maybe five years I've neglected sleep as an important part of my life when I was going through A levels I would maybe get six six and a half hours every night because I would wake up for school at at half six I would you know go to school whatever do my nine till three I would then stay after school and revise I would then so I would stay at school usually until around five o'clock come home eat my dinner and then I would revise more until about 10 o'clock and then I would be so mentally exhausted I felt like I needed then time to unwind and I would then go to bed at uh, you know 11 12 o'clock and and that kind of cycle continued for probably 18 months and then I went to university and it was completely different where I just went out partying all the time and alcohol as you're probably aware significantly impacts your REM cycles and sleep it's it's so detrimental to to your sleep cycle and I don't drink that much anymore I don't think no you don't I yeah I mean I'll be honest I went out to the pub the other night and had four pints and I was sick (laughs) that's embarrassing yeah I'm gonna blame it on uh, an empty stomach even though I fed you a full plate of dinner before you left the house yeah don't call me out (laughs) yeah but i don't i don't drink a lot but i find even after like two pints now that i will feel groggy the next day not like hungover but my capacity for work is significantly reduced i'm very quick to switch off um and that's kind of my thoughts around sleep and my mental health because i can see that if i was to continue to not prioritize sleep I will 
I will struggle, you know? Yeah. It's like, it also ties into your physical health. I've clearly not been sleeping enough, hence why I'm feeling ill. And I've got my textbook signs of being run down currently. Um, so I need to prioritize it. Do you find the same? Yeah, I would agree. I think sleep affects us in different ways. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I would agree. And then it kind of falls into that kind of cycle of if you're tired then you're not you're less likely to then work out which means you're not likely to fall asleep as seamlessly that evening and then you feel bad and like all these little things add up yeah and then on top of that in your like day-to-day life there are you know little micro stresses that get to you that add to your stress levels and if you've not had a good night's sleep you process those like micro stresses not as well as you would do if you did have a good night's sleep and if you were practicing like positive like mental hygiene like routines yeah and I mean let's even just look at Sunday you know my flight got pushed back uh from Sunday was an absolute shit show it really was it was I would say the worst day of my life. Oh, that, that is, is such so an dramatic. overreaction, <laughs> isn't it? it? It's been the worst day of your week. Yeah. I mean, even though Sunday was last week, it, it was so bad that that has ruined my week. Ahead, yeah, because it's it's impacted it me until impacted, today. yeah. Which is now Tuesday evening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so from I was getting my flight from Edinburgh to Luton. And uh, it got pushed back. I en- ended up taking off from Edinburgh. It was meant to touch down in Luton at 10.20. Yeah, which already was late. Yeah. We we don't like being out of the house at that time. Yeah. Bearing in mind, we live in Northampton. It's about 40, 45 minutes home from Luton Airport. Yeah. And I had work the next morning at 6am. Yeah. And I ended up taking off from um edinburgh edinburgh at midnight yeah then we touched down we then couldn't got get off the plane for about 15 minutes there was just delays after delays and we didn't end up getting back to the flat until what three fifteen. we probably didn't get get to bed till four yeah you know so uh, yeah and you then, then my had al- to be up at six. i had to be up at six my alarm didn't go off like it was shambles after shambles and it was one of those days where you're just like don't talk to me don't look at me don't breathe near me uh not about you just j- people in general yeah i mean just look at yeah. like two hours of, two sleep. Hours of sleep that's that's not even a sleep that's a nap <laughs> that's one rem cycle yeah like one rem cycle is 90 minutes that is not enough sleep but if you look at how we were after that we were unproductive, we were irritable, we didn't catch up on the things we've needed to do, you know, I still haven't fully, I mean, I have put all of my dirty stuff in the washing, but I haven't unpacked the rest of my bag with the clean clothes, etc. That's all because... Yeah, you are bad. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) That's all because I'm tired and run down, and I need to prioritise sleep more, you know? Yeah. Okay, that's one way of putting putting that. But if you were to continue that time and yeah, time again... Yeah, you can see over time how it can affect you. And if you're 
environment is messy and you don't have the motivation to clean it up yeah it's a it's a vicious cycle it is worth mentioning if you are struggling with like a mental health illness then this does not apply to you like I know insomnia is very real depression is very real all of those things and I think these do play a part into that but I think if you are clinically depressed you know you will be sleeping a lot more or a lot less than the average person and that's just how it is 100% I think this conversation isn't to get down into the nitty-gritty of really serious mental health yeah because we're not professionals by any means I mean we're not professionals but I'd like to say that we've both had our fair share of yeah experience from both sides really from yeah users to sufferers as well but yeah this this isn't us trying to patronize in any way saying oh well have you tried sleeping a little bit more Mm. I'm I'm completely aware of this. I think it's more about mental health habits for everyday people that maybe, you know, if you're just feeling that uneasiness, anxiety, maybe l- a low mood more so than a diagnosable yeah. condition. Yeah. These are things that... Worth practicing and worth. re-evaluating how you feel. Exactly, because even like going to bed... Uh, not uh, sorry 10 o'clock rather than 3 a.m even if you get eight hours sleep from 3 a.m it's not the same for your body yeah you know interestingly enough when i was reading around this they said a very common misconception for um your sleep hygiene is that people think reading in bed is a good idea apparently it's not oh really yeah they actually tell you not to read in is bed. that why you've not been encouraging me to read recently i've not been i have been encouraging oh maybe it's because it's i only literally been two gave days. you a book this weekend and yeah, said read I did, this book i did read it okay good not all of it but how much like 40 pages that's fine it's a it's a big book alex hormozy's book second time I'm mentioning him but it's a it's a fat book yeah so i, I got through um, technically double that it's basically like 80 pages because it's so big i mean it's also very big writing but we won't get into that nitty-gritty but yeah um i actually read i think it was 130 pages of that oh is it a competition um well it is and i am winning so (laughs) (laughs) fair enough yeah so that was really interesting i thought reading in bed was a good idea they say no you should read outside of bed and then when you are tired get into bed and and just not do anything in a bedroom they say the bedroom should be for the two s's sleep and sex uh no sleep and snuggles (laughs) (laughs) yeah either or yeah either or um do you you maybe want to talk about nutrition and mental health yeah i do yeah i think you have a, a saying that you love whipping out what is that saying I have no idea what you're about to say. The connection between your gut and your brain. Oh, yeah. I read somewhere once. No, a few times. And it's to do with how your gut is your ba- is basically your second brain. And so... I've researched more into this. And it is true. Yes. There is like science to back it up. And I'm not explaining it as eloquently as I'm sure... Are you not a scientist? Doctors and scientists could do but anyway um 
so your gut is basically your second brain and if you're feeling run down if you know you've got health complications if you've got mental health complications if you're struggling with tummy problems IBS a lot of things are connected to the gut and as of recent a lot of doctors and scientists have discovered it's to do with what's called your microbiome and people haven't really understood or been able to identify which bacterias make up your microbiome and which bacterias you need to get more of in your body because it will be different to each individual so instead like there are recommendations online of obviously getting enough fruit and veg in but on top of that it's about your fiber it's about your prebiotics probiotics um it's about your antioxidants about your protein your protein all of these kind of things do you know what i hate the fact that i just said protein because now i sound like every stereotypical bloke yeah that goes to the gym and but yeah actually just sorry quickly the reason i said protein was because when i was reading around it it's actually more important than i realized which was quite interesting i'll, I'll elaborate more in a second but yeah your your microbiome is incredibly important yeah it is and i think especially as um someone who has I hate to use the word suffered, but I'm going to use the word suffered because I can't think of anything else right now. A lot with my physical and mental health, like ever since a very young age, over the past probably six months or so, I have definitely made a more conscious effort, like both of us together have made a more conscious effort to pay attention to what we're consuming. Um, and that does not mean by any, that does not mean at all that I've cut out chocolate sugar all the things that I enjoy like I still enjoy a pizza every now and then and I still enjoy eating my magic stars and all of these kinds of things but it's about getting enough of the good things in my body to try and make a bit of a difference because they're treats not substantial yeah exactly I'm not eating every meal with I'm not eating these things with every meal or as every meal you know Interestingly enough, um, I was listening to a podcast um, around, I, I think it was actually called something along the lines of your gut being your second brain, something along those lines. And it's, uh, it was Dr. Rangan Chatterjee, um, he, he had a guest on, and it was incredibly interesting that um, this doctor was advocating that you need to take in 30 different it's not just fruit, veg or whatever, but yeah. it's like nuts, seeds, you know, your fiber content. Yeah. And actually, when you think about it, in a meal, you can get maybe 10 or 12 if you are prioritizing the right things. Um, so when I was looking into um, kind of like what you really need in your diet to um, promote... I guess I'll break down really why your gut is so important. So we've spoken about your microbiome and the microbiome is the bacteria within your guts. Yeah. Okay. Um, but specifically, your brain and your gut use similar chemicals for healthy functioning. Okay. okay. So keeping your gut healthy means that these bacteria that are in your gut will give off these chemicals that can be absorbed through the body that promotes a healthy brain 
basically oh, and cool. improve your mood which is very interesting as i was reading around this topic a little bit more i'll be honest we've been on the hello fresh hype recently haven't we yeah we have which has been great and we have pretty much stuck to having vegetarian meals because we we don't really like how the meat kind of stinks up the fridge and it's it's like have, have you seen those videos of um where people go yeah, i know what you're gonna say to like clean kebab shops and that and the yeah, air vents the air, yeah oh my lord they're disgusting anyway um but yeah we we have our reasons why we don't particularly eat a lot of meat um and that has led to us predominantly eating veggie and we went for hello fresh firstly because it cuts down on our food waste it also cuts down on the decision making that we have when it comes to round when it comes to meal times meal time and also going to the soup supermarket we spend a lot less time out in shops than we did before and the time like where we are spreading ourselves quite thin at the moment having that time back is going to make all the difference because we can invest more of our time into higher value skills 100 percent. and eating nutritional meals whilst doing that is i mean it sounds like hello fresh is sponsoring us they really do not know who we are but i honestly couldn't recommend them enough yeah i mean we are very privileged that we can afford hello yeah. fresh and obviously there are a lot of people at the moment that are going through heat or eat we don't want to sound like we're out of touch you know but just for us it's been a good choice because we get a variety of vegetables in our diet that if we were to go to the shops we found we were tending to pick up the same four or five vegetables and yeah. two or three bits of fruit and actually to promote a healthy gut you need to be constantly changing which vegetables you're consuming which grains you're consuming which nuts different breakfast like if you're in the routine of having the same breakfast every day the same dinner every day or you're in like a two-week rotation that will not be helping and I understand it's easier said than done but you know speaking off of experience where we did kind of do all those things before where we would meal prep lunches dinners breakfast I I have noticed like a huge difference mm. in my physical health well I was in agony pretty much most days of my belly was an eye yeah um and also a little bit of my mental health as well I think it has improved but yeah so when I was reading around this obviously we've prioritized the vegetables because we thought eating a range of fruits and vegetables was the answer which the majority of the reading tells us it is incredibly good but protein specifically nuts seeds legumes etc these are incredibly important for two reasons so protein is actually incredibly slow release if you're getting it through some of those sources um, which will keep you fuller for longer and because of that you will have a more regulated mood because you won't be having things like sugar spikes etc um, but also protein contains amino acids um i'm sure a lot of kind of the like gym boys you know they love their their amino acids but amino acids are incredibly good for the brain um because they regulate your mood essentially 
Um, so once again, don't neglect, sorry, don't neglect your protein because you think you're, you know, you don't want to be kind of that like gym person. I mean, if you are that gym person, great. But just <laughs> just for me, that was kind of quite interesting. Yeah, there's a bit of a kind of stereotype when people say they consume a lot of protein or whatever. Yeah. I mean, saying that, when I was doing my research, there wasn't much suggesting that, you know, you need to go out and be eating lots of red meat and white meat. Specifically, they were kind of talking about fish and or getting your protein through nuts and and seeds and whatever um but eggs and dairy once again also also good options that that are good for you and another thing this is something that i've said to you quite a lot drinking water hydrate more yeah Yeah. Uh, apparently that is incredibly common for people that suffer with uh constipation is it's a lack of fluids um yeah so we're going to talk about constipation on the podcast that's how it's going to be i'm saying if you if (laughs) If you've ever experienced constipation in your life raise your hand if you have constipation (laughs) right your mental health suffers yeah so put two and two together yeah i was really constipated for about a month it was tough (laughs) quite literally yeah it was it was (laughs) a really horrible time i'd been put on some new kind of like tablets tablets and they just fucked me sideways and i was that girl before i moved in with josh back in february i was afraid to go to the toilet i was afraid of that conversation even though like we had been together for quite a while i was still afraid and then six months down the line i'm asking you to put your fingers up my bum (laughs) to help me (laughs) I can't put that on the podcast. <laughs> I was going to say, you said that and I was like, that didn't happen. <laughs> so... It did. I didn't put my fingers up your bum. No, I asked you to. Yeah. And I told you no. Yeah. You you would have done it if I actually asked though. Hard enough. I don't care if you are dying. I'm going nowhere near your arsehole. Is that from the in-betweeners? It is. Um, we will definitely cut that bit though yeah but yeah so that was very very interesting so yeah nutrition incredibly important for your mental health where you know if you're constantly consuming bad foods it's you get tired easy you have sugar and fat spikes all of this will play into your mood and let's say you know if you're constantly having these spikes and crashes that can definitely impact your willingness to cook a healthy meal it almost all becomes circular no i I do completely agree with you Mm. so yeah i think nutrition was a big one for me yeah i find that if i'm not eating well i can it, it ties into my mental health quite quite strongly i think more so than i really and i really like anticipated and realized yeah i do agree and we've been taking more supplements um, yeah. as well. Obviously, you know, you want to be getting as much as possible from, you know, whole food sources. But we do also try and kind of top up as well. Um, another another brand that, that we really like is called Health XL. And it's health, no E, just an X, cell. So 
um but they do some really brilliant products don't they the yeah and we've we've tried um other green supplements like in the past that you can get off of amazon you know those like ones where they have 24 like green vegetables in blended together you mix it with some water and it tastes like the sea yeah and i i'm not a fussy eater i'm not a fussy drinker but i really struggle to get that down especially first thing in the morning and because it tasted so foul i just couldn't motivate myself to do it yeah um and then when you kind of received those um, those health supplements that we have in our cupboard now, it was a game changer. Don't get me wrong, the turmeric one, it's it's definitely more a bit of you than it is me. That turmeric one... I know, it's so good for you. It's so good. It is so good for you. But I'm more of a Berry Boost kind of gal. Yeah, Berry I Boost, like the brilliant berry boost for your skin and, and your mental health. What's the green one called again? Uh, the green one is... Just called the green one. Yeah, the green one is called Organic Green Charge, which is, uh, yeah, kind of, I'd say your your bread and butter one, really. And and obviously you said I received the supplements. I am in no way sponsored, or we are, sorry, we are in no way sponsored no. by these products. We just love them. Yeah. Um, and, and they have significantly improved my gut health and also my mood as well. Because, like we've said, your diet and the amount of greens and supplements that you can get into your body it is directly correlated. And I actually think it's probably, for me, this is, um, uh, there's no science that I've seen to back this. Um, well, there might be, but I, I'm just saying I haven't researched it. I find these supplements better than taking things like a multivitamin. The yeah. only other multivitamin I would probably take is omega-3 and 6. Yeah, agree. I mean, I've kind of like led this chat, I feel, a little bit. And this is such a broad topic. You know, we've been going for, I don't know, 50 minutes or so now. So I don't think we're going to be able to, to cover off all six. But I mean, is there anything that you wanted to talk about with your mental health? It It doesn't have to be from that list. You know, that was just things that we've identified are important for us. Maybe this is a, a conversation we come back to. Um, yeah, I definitely think it's a conversation that we should have time and time again because I think it is important to be aware of like how our mental health is as like individuals, but also like as a couple. Um, but I think like for me, a big one that I struggle with is social media. Yeah. And I know many people feel the same. And I think it's very difficult. It's very, very difficult to know the balance. Because, you know, some days I do just want to delete everything. And I just, I don't want to be online. I don't want to see what's going on. I don't want to be scrolling on TikTok and seeing 100 supermodels on my page. Like, it's not, it's not productive to my mental health at all um but on the flip side we're living in an age where social media can be like incredible for business growth commercial growth and power for change opportunity and all of these things and so if you're not on social media and you're not creating content and you're not putting yourself out there then ultimately you are going to be left behind um 
it's in in the industry that we are working in is what i mean yeah i read the book um digital minimalism uh which is a brilliant book i'd i'd thoroughly recommend reading it and this is incredibly complex as a topic because you know you shouldn't feel bad if you feel addicted to social media and the negative impacts it has upon your life because you think it's oh it's me battling a little app no there's you know incredibly smart people who have designed the apps and the softwares to keep you engaged and to keep you interacting with content and buying online and it's based upon gambling habits and things like that that's why you know you constantly scroll and you like like you pull up and down on your apps because it's like pulling a lever on a slot machine yeah so it's getting that dopamine hit every 20 seconds it's not you battling versus an app it's you battling against some of the most incredibly smart people in silicon valley and of course that is going to have an effect on you when i was reading around social media um because i think i am quite good with social media for me it's not so detrimental to my mental health i don't think no but i think it's very very different a hundred percent a hundred percent but carry on um the research I was reading shows that young children, specifically children from around nine and under that have been raised on like social media and using apps and stuff like that, those games, even children's games, can have a similar level of, of addictiveness as people that start smoking in their like early, uh, late teens. Like Bloody how that's terrible. So it's even embedding kind of like those addictive personality traits from such yeah. a young age. And social media will continue to evolve. We're, we're getting our content just shorter and snappier time and time again. And this really is something that, that will weigh on your on your mental health. You know, I know so many people that say, I feel horrible after I've spent my whole evening on TikTok. You know, you feel like you've just wasted your evening. But that's what the app is designed to do. You know, it's not there to make you feel good. It's there to keep your eyes on the screen. Yeah. And it will do it in whatever way it possibly can. These apps aren't serving you. They're serving businesses that want to advertise to you. Yeah. And so I think it, yeah, it's a battle in my mind because I know, you know, as someone who works in the marketing field, I, I kind of need to be up to date with what's going on in the world, what's trending, what are people talking about, what's relevant to me, what's relevant to my clients' businesses, all of these things. And to know that kind of information, I need to be online and I need to have an online presence. Um, so it's about having that balance. And I think it's about knowing when to pull back if I am having a bad mental health day yeah do you have any kind of tips and tricks for things that have improved your mental health with social media yeah I think for me something I practiced a lot in the past and actually you've just reminded me to do it again is to turn off my notifications yeah um I found that so beneficial in the past I I first started to do it with Snapchat about three years ago 
I was on the app like all the time. This was this was the old TikTok essentially, and I know a lot of people still use Snapchat a lot to this day, but because I was constantly getting notifications constantly going on off on off the app I decided I'll just turn off the notifications and then when I wanted to then respond when I felt ready to respond or ready to see what was going on I would then click on the app and don't get me wrong at first I was still clicking on the on the app semi-regularly but then it slowly started to fizzle out and then I realized well hold on I've got a camera on my phone I could just capture my memories on my phone and keep them for myself Mm. if I want to share them on social media I've also got Instagram I've also got Facebook I've got other platforms why do I need Snapchat what purpose is it like serving me um and then I kind of just said to my friends like slowly but surely like love you but bye if you want to speak to me like here's my number blah blah but yeah I'm deleting Snapchat and I I haven't gone on it since I've yeah maybe for the occasional picture that I needed to find. But yeah, I just, I don't understand it anymore. Um, And so I think turning off your notifications can really help with that, especially if you're someone that's that can quite easily get sucked into that, oh, so-and-so's message, I'll just quickly respond. Oh, wait, someone's liked my picture. Oh, wait, so-and-so has posted this. Oh, wait, someone sent me a video, blah, blah. And you can see how that cycle can go on and on and on i also think for me you've seen on my phone i uh periodically switch it to black and white mode to stop those like big red notifications coming through and you'll be amazed how much it makes a difference yeah i also just think when the way this ties into mental health for me alongside you know all of the feelings of inadequacy you see from comparing yourself to the best bits of other people online and you know the addictive nature i also feel that even when you take away those things social media really cuts down on your ability to properly have a conversation with someone yeah. like right now we've been speaking for an hour uninterrupted yeah you know how often in your life do you get that you yeah. know i i can't talk to anyone nowadays without someone them having their them. phone in their hand yeah that to me you know it's such a way of life now that it's like you can't even connect with someone and they get into like you get interrupted by the nonsense of your phone i was reading um happy mind happy life by dr rongan chatterjee and i thought that book was incredible um and he has a really interesting chapter in that book that that talks about treat your phone like it's another person in the room like if your wife or husband or you know partner or whatever is laying in bed with you and is trying to have a conversation with you which we have established you shouldn't be doing but let's say they are you know um and you're halfway through a conversation with your partner in bed and then you were quickly in that moment to then just roll over and and have you know just 20 seconds in the middle of that conversation speaking to someone else another person in the bed your partner would rightfully be annoyed if you're playing with your children and you know you're you're coloring in with them and then you know you get up to go and have a conversation and and you neglect your children 
that made me think. Obviously, it, it's an extreme version. Your phone isn't someone else. But if you start thinking of it in that way, you can kind of see how it could be disrespectful. Yeah. This this topic of mental health is so incredibly broad. And we haven't even covered half of, of you know, the things that we think are important uh, to mental health. But there's some people that I certainly want to speak to regarding mental health in in upcoming episodes there's a lot more that we can unpack with this and i think it's something that we will come back to with each other and with guests as well but i guess just to wrap up just as a bit of a baseline where would you say your headspace is at the moment how how good would would you say your mental health is out of 10 probably like a six and a half okay and how would you if if you were to do one thing next week to improve it what would it be yeah probably improve on my sleep so that should probably be our one goal for the next podcast let's set regular bedtimes and we don't break them regular boundaries sex and sleep in a bedroom only yeah but yeah we could set like bedtimes and let's actually stick to them yeah and let's see in a week's time how we're feeling difference you know yeah i think that's a good plan i guess that's maybe what we'll come back to we'll see how we get on next week then and we'll we'll come back to this what time do you think we should set our bedtime to half nine in bed for half nine asleep by ten yeah 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 and you should really set a wake-up time but because your shifts are a little bit variable um I think we should just set a bit of a like rough get up time. I think anywhere between six and half seven. Yeah, agreed. Do you agree? Yeah. Perfect. Well, that's kind of been our, our little wrap up from uh for today's podcast about mental health. Um thank you for, for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it. We will touch back on this topic again soon so yeah obviously this has been such a broad topic and we've just had a quick little wrap up there we'll let you know how we get on next week by setting in regular bedtimes and hopefully a bit more regular wake-up times as well um but i hope you've enjoyed it i hope you realize there are other people out there that are probably struggling with the exact same things you are if you have anything that you're struggling with or you have any kind of suggestions or things you want to you know talk about or us to talk about on this podcast we'd love to hear from you we do have an email now uh, that you can get in contact with us an email it, yes we do. do we it's called learning lost pod at yahoo.com so oh, the more you know yeah so if you do want to get in touch with us uh learning lost pod at yahoo.com babe anything else to say to wrap up not really just yeah Stay healthy, stay happy. Love ya. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.